0: Had a couple stories about that place but uh <laughs> you know it's just a really nice you know area and it's just I, there are times you know i've seen people i talked to too especially the fireworks oh my lord that really brought like almost half the uh, community together like i've never seen Pennsylvania so packed in my whole life and just when the fireworks happen oh my god the smile and the way people look it's just like each one exploding after the next it's just like when I, when I kept seeing those kids, like, you know, the kids was looking at it, it was just like, you know, like, wow, like, oh my God. Not only, like, were they happy to see that, at, but that's a memory that they're never going to forget for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Amazing. We're going space to place. We're
1: going space to place. We're going. We're going space to place now. We're going space to place. We're going space to place. we go mm, Tell me what you're
2: talking about. We're going space to place. We're going space to place. We're going
0: ah!
3: Welcome to Space to Place, the podcast where two boys travel the country to hear what folks have to say about the places they live, how they feel in them, and how they would reshape them. I'm Cade. And this is Cole. And we're your co hosts. I started this project and journey expecting to explore the concepts of space and place at a pretty literal level. I started by asking people what they liked and didn't like about different spaces, how they came to be in different spaces, and how they would redesign them if they could. But as the interviews began happening, and as the idea and concept continued to mature, I started seeing the whole thing as more of a fluid project of discovery. Each interview is leading me to clarify the questions I asked and the central ideas I'm exploring. And each interview is provoking deeper and deeper thought about the importance of spaces and places in everyone's lives. So as I keep pushing forward, I keep learning and growing, And I want to invite everyone listening to join me in that. I'm not exactly sure where this podcast will go and what will be the final answers, but I'm determined to find out. This first episode spans two interviews in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I think these interviews provide a good path for beginning to move from a literal understanding of the spaces and places around us to the deeper, more abstract questions of how they affect people at many different levels. In this first episode, we start with discussing the purposes and importance of public space in cities and the idea of the right to those spaces. Let's get started talking with Jason.
0: So what is your name? All right, well, my name is Jason Lee. And where were you born, Jason? I was born in New Jersey. How old are you? I'm nineteen years old, nineteen. Um, and where roughly do you live around the city? So around the city, I'm living on campus right now. Now mm-hmm. I live on f-
1: <clears throat> a street.
0: Cool. How long have you lived in the city? I've been here for about a year and a half. And what do you spend most of your time doing? Um, you know, I'm working as a full-time front desk, full-time front desk agent right now at the Logan and Logan Square. You know, sometimes I like to watch anime and, you know, just explore the city. You know, that's really what I love to do.
3: Cool. Perfect. Um, what do you think about the public spaces in the city? Like parks, sidewalks, streets, public transit, that kind of stuff.
0: The best part? The parks. Like, I'm near Clark Park, and also it's like a dark park, and, like, you know, you can work out, jog, and everything. It's just, it's so beautiful. And in, in the fact that they have, like, their little, like, farmer's markets on time to time, mm. and usually, like, there's this really big, like, open pit so as soon as you go into the open pit, you know, they usually do, like, movies at the park, or they'll have, like, a hippie-like fest. You know, you see those, like, guys, now trolling them, them fire sticks around. So definitely, you know, there's depending on what time you go to the park, you always find something interesting.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think parks are really fascinating um, public spaces, like, that can serve lots of different purposes. And I, I think it's interesting to hear what people say as to, like, what those purposes should be. Right. Um, what do you think, like, should be the purpose of, of public spaces in cities? Whether it's a park or, or like, a, a gathering area of some mm-hmm. kind or, um,
0: you, you know, some kind of, like, monument or whatever like that. I mean, monuments definitely do kind of, like, bring us together, you know, especially if it's someone that we knew or someone close or even someone historical who kind of represents our society today. But I feel like public spaces, to me, it's more... This is, like, this This is our area, you know, everyone can come together, you know, no prejudice, no racial views, it's just, like, we all come here as one, you know, we don't pick fights for anybody, we just, you know, do as we want, you know, we can, you know, play basketball, play on the swings, you know, just do things, you know, like, for ourselves, and not just, like, think about the opposite, you know, like, race or anything, like, we don't have to have, like, beefs or anything, you know, it's like, stick to your lane, I'll stick to mine, just let me enjoy this free space, you know, that I've been given to as soon as I walk onto this park, or I walk onto this sidewalk, yeah, that kind of thing. Let's push into
3: the idea of like public when we talk about parks and spaces. Like, what do you? Is it a distinction, or what do you see as the role of like a public, um, publicly owned like space, like a park that is part of the city and provided by the city or the government? In, 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 in distinction with, like, a private space, a private park? Like, because, you know, people could get the same kind of activity, the same kind of, like, exercise, or have the same opportunity yeah. to use the jungle gym or the monkey bars or whatever in a private park.
0: So, like, what's the difference there? Well, I'll be honest with you. I mean, sure, I've heard of private parks and everything, but to me, I don't see a difference. A park is a park either way. I mean, public or private, you're still offering the same thing. But at the end of the day, I feel like the most significant thing about, you know, these two parks is just, it just offers unity. Mm. And that's what I really, like, feel that's more significant. The fact that everyone can come together to enjoy these two, like, parks, you know, pri- private or not. You know, they're all still, like, unifying and coming together. You know, to be able to come out of your homes and just enjoy. This, like It's this, like public or, public or private space, so.
3: Yeah, just to push back a little bit on that. Thinking the reason I brought up the distinction between private and public parks mm-hmm. and spaces is sort of like that that core that core element of if, right. if we're talking about unity and we're talking about um, you know diversity being an important part of a park and people like having the freedom and the safety to be in their own lanes and do their own things and have mm-hmm. their own identities then a private space could be a space where those people are kept out of or not allowed into. I mean, that's the distinction, I think, in my mind between public and private. I feel,
0: I can I agree with you on that. But my thing is with private parks and, you know, how, like, you know, how you explained before, with private parks, I feel as though you're kind of segregating at that point because, you know, either way, you're still going to be able to have your own, like, you know, free view. You're still going to be able to keep to yourself. But the thing is that with public and private, with private, you know, as you say, like, you know, you're kind of isolating yourself. You're keeping your way mm-hmm. from, like, you know, like, from, like, other people, you know. But at the same time, it's kind of just, like, you're kind of segregating yourself from, like, the unification that the park is trying to represent. Yeah. So, that's definitely what's, like, going on here. I know? think that's
3: a core, that's a really important point. Like, mm-hmm. the distinction between private and public then becomes, um, I don't know, th- what you're
0: saying, basically, is that public spaces are, are those that encourage unification. Right, and, and private is the... just, like, you want to be segregated in. That's, mm. You know, we've, like, worked our way to get a- avoid that, you know. Especially, like, with African Americans, you know, like, we gelled over the fact of that, and we try to, like, sure, we will, like, we'll keep our own, like, group and all that, but there are those, and others, who's just, like, all right, if I want to make it in this world, you know, you got to be able to step in, it's, like, a new environment, and be able to, like, you know, you got to get along with, like, you know, like, the opposite of race, you know, it's just, especially with me, like, my mother, she believes in, like, you know, taking us out to ghetto, instead of growing us in the ghetto, because she had so many opportunities, it was just, like, she sees each one, and as soon as we moved, you know, it was just like, I had the opportunities given to me, and here I am now. I could have been one of those kids who just, you know, dropped out of school, ended up in jail, not even get a GED, but here I am now. It was like a few months ago to, to get my associates. So not only am I glad to not be part of like the stereotype, but it's like, I created a future for myself where it's like, I know what I want to do with myself, yeah. I know I can achieve these goals.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and so you think that public spaces can provide a really significant role in the process. Can. They
0: can. really, you know, change the way the person thinks. Perfect. I mean, that's what I think. That's what we're doing this whole <laughs> show, right?
3: Um, like, at a certain point in our development, we start realizing that, that we are an individual, that we can have our own thoughts and feelings, right. but usually we don't, right? Like, we're yeah, we're, we're very much entrenched in things that we've learned from our parents or from, you know, religious communities or from academic communities or whatever. Um, so what facilitates what, like, helps people go from, like, that to an identity or, or an understanding of the world or an ideology or whatever that, you know, they're, they, they're able to think for themselves and make those sorts of, like, ask the hard questions and well, start you know, asking, it, like, why it, behind it, it's everything. It's funny
0: you said it because, you know, it takes time. I know, I feel like when growing up, yeah, growing up, you know, like, we, we grew up in rural areas. You grew up with, like, you know, like with, like, religious, like, family or racial... You know, you have, like, racial areas where it's, like, you see people, like, using, like, one racial slur to the other or being, like, using bigoted hate speech Mm -hmm. and everything. It's just, you know, it's hard trying to, you know, like, get those out of your head or, like, change the way you act because it's just, like, you grew up with that all your life. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard trying to change for that. But it all takes time. If you get yourself away from that environment, you know, give it a couple months, even a year or so. You know, and it might not happen in an instant, but it's gonna take time to really like open up your own mind view and be able to be like independent and like being like similar, like stay in the same environment you always grew up in. You can grow up in a new environment and just try to like live on your own and right. try to gain your own experience, gain your own views on life. Yeah. So I think
3: that's a huge, like really important point in that illustrates the importance of public spaces in, like, the world in general. Right. Um, because, like, assuming you're in a rural area especially, but, like, anywhere... What are, like, your primary spaces? Like, you exist at home with your family, right? Mm -hmm. Number one. Number two, your job, your school, you know, whatever. If you're homeschooled, I guess it might be different. But, like, you know, you you exist in a place where you do your work. Right. Right? Well, what else is there besides that? There's a growing movement of people who are talking about, like, third space, um, which is sort of an interesting concept. But it's just, like, that the third space you exist in, like not home, not work or school, but, you know, where do you go to talk to people, to meet other people, to have your ideas challenged, to challenge other people's ideas, and public spaces are a huge important part of that process, and I think what distinguishes public and private in that sphere, what makes it really important mm-hmm. is exactly what you are talking about before, like the idea that private spaces can segregate and can isolate and can be like um, homogenous, like demographically homogenous and like a private, like whether a, you know, like a a hotel or an apartment community has like a a private park within it. Mm. Well, that's going to be people who probably
0: look and, and act and like, have similar amounts of wealth, right? Because right, they're you all because like community. they're acclimated to that, you know, yeah, they work through exactly. it. So it's, just, it's like why should I use my money to be in a public space when I know I can get my yeah. own private area. I can keep myself away from the middle class mm. and I can be in like be in a class where like they're near, you know, my yeah. wealth. So like
3: having that third that third space that is public. And I kind of want to transition a little bit to talk about like what public means when um, we talk about that in like our society and in our like cities or whatever. But I think having that third space is this like crucial component of like a functioning society that we're like losing, uh, more or less. I mean, a part of it is that we have you know, lots of people that don't live in areas that have public spaces. That is true. Or if they do, they're not accessible because these people either can't drive or they, you know, don't have uh, access to cars or any kind of transportation. Um, but I think this is, this is a good conversation. I wanted to, like, veer more into this direction talking about another purpose of public spaces which I think is um, not just unification like we were talking about but right. pro- like protest and like assembly um, like the right to assembly mm-hmm. being one of our like um, bill of rights like freedoms. Yeah, and got the right, you know, freedom so of, you know, speech, what you know, do you think, think that um the like, what what purpose do you think that public spaces serve in the process of like changing our democracy? Um, when it comes to like community organizing and protests, like Black Lives Matter, other social movements, um, like Women's March that happened recently, oh, yeah, um, like all the different like important social movements that are going on, what role does public space play in those?
0: Public space not only does like allow us to like our freedom of speech, it allows us to. Like, spread our message. You know, get our, like, get our view out, you know. Get, like, get the message that we're trying to, like, you know, like, acclimate. And just, you know, we're trying to get them to think, like, this is what's going on. You need to know about this. You know, like, this is nothing that's, like, you know, old. this is, like, something that's recent to happening right now. And you need to know about this. Because if you don't know about it, you know, you're, you're not, you know, you could end up, you know, you could end up dead. Or you could end up doing something, like, stupid. Or you can do something right in your life. You know, and fight for this movement. Mm-hmm. You know, be like and actually support something. Right. You know, instead of being like isolated, you know, in your so-called private space, trying to be like, keep yourself away, join. I'm not saying join the movement, but kind of like hear them out. You know, right. listen yeah. to what they have to say. And if you if you don't want to do it, you know, you don't have to do it. But if you want to do it and you feel as though it's right, then I 100 percent recommend you either support that movement, right. support what they're trying to get their message out. You know, and like try to like help them get their point across too. Yeah.
3: And that wouldn't be possible, it wouldn't be as possible, it probably wouldn't be possible at all without public spaces. Right. Like, how are you supposed to hear movements that you don't already agree with without some sort of like medium for mm-hmm. that information? And that can happen on like radio or whatever. Yeah, but in terms of like real life, like we got streets and we have like parks, mm-hmm. and that's like about it. Yeah. Um, because private spaces, like, you don't have you know the ability to be there or the freedom to be there because they're privately owned mm-hmm. and they can just tell you to leave. Um so public spaces serve that really important function as well. Uh, I think that's like a crucial part of them, the idea of it. Um yeah. So talking about that then what are there any spaces in the city or what spaces in the city
0: are there that you feel a particular like affinity or attraction? too. definitely the historical district especially like you know since go for fifth street you know i mean the betsy ross house i can see the liberty bell the ben franklin house Mm -hmm. you know you have the holocaust museum and everything and the jewish museum It's just all that all that history right there like not only can you learn it you know maybe like there's even like nice parks you can go there to like even like speak your mind Mm too like there are times i've seen people you know stay in the middle of the park you know they got their posters and everything talking about like you know this isn't right or, you know, this is what's going on, you need to fight for this, because this can affect our society, it can affect the way, you know, we do things, we think, that we want to feel, you know, so I think that's a really good space for people. But also, um, South Street and Penn's Landing, especially, like, the amount of, like, stores, and, like, you're near, like, the Nautical Museum and everything, mm-hmm. it's just, like, there's even a lot more, in like, the Hammock Park, like you know, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I got a couple of stories about that place, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's just a really nice, you know, area, and it's just. I there are times you know I've seen people I talked there too, especially the fireworks. Oh my lord, that really brought like almost half the like, community together. Like I've never seen Pennsylvania so packed in my whole life, and just when the fireworks happen, oh my god, the smile and the way people looked—it's just like each one exploding after the next. It's just like. When I when I kept seeing those kids, like, you know, the kids was looking at it, it was just like, hey, like, wow, like, oh my God. Not only, like, were they happy to see that, but that's a memory that they're never going to forget for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So that definitely, like, whoa.
3: So if you could, I mean, okay, so you've mentioned a couple of different parks, like Penn's Landing, and then what was the other, uh oh, like, the Old City, like, or I'm the a, Historic District. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, you know, could, like, wave a magic wand and, like, try to change or develop some of the other public spaces in the city that you don't think are as interesting or as cool as those how would you do it like how would you make some of the parks around here or like Clark's Park or like you mentioned before or whatever like how would you make those more cool what um different elements would you add to them or take away from them like what, what do you think you would do
0: I would definitely try to like revamp the playground itself like, you know, I don't really see a lot of kids playing there because, like, you know, the junglers is so old and rusty and there are, like, you know, a couple broken swings here and there. So I definitely try to, like, put some money together, get that refixed. But also, like, it's really nice how to have that really deep, like, hole, you know, like, like that deep hill, you know, in the center. There's, like, a big old open space and you know, people are, like, walking their dogs around. There's concerts and everything. So, you know, I definitely keep that. But maybe I try to add, like, even though they do have, like, a farmer's market from time to time, Maybe try to add, like, you know, like, the same thing in Pennsylvania. You know, add, like, a restaurant, you know, right there, like, next to the park so it's, like, you know, you can either get, like, a coffee or a smoothie or even, like, even, like a hot dog or burrito or something, you know? Like, something, like, give, like, make the park even more, like, more visitable, you know? Like, try to make it more, like, appealing to, like, either, like, the younger or even, like, older demographic, that kind of thing. And with, like, other areas, you know, I feel like we can, if we can add more, like, more, like, areas where, like, for kids to play around... And, like, maybe more, like, activities and events, you know, that type of thing. I think I really, like, you know, like, bring more people out of their homes to, like, look at these areas, make them want to explore more. Instead of, like, saying all cooped up, like, okay, I know these areas are offering this. Yeah. Now I'm going to check it out. And maybe if I like it, you know, I'll keep going to the next one and the next one. You know, people aren't going to leave unless, you know you have to be willing to do something to try something new yeah like you can't just like you know assume it's like oh i've seen that before it doesn't look good well have you been there have you tried it before no like you know experience for yourself right lens you know instead of like following somebody else's mm-hmm. you know like you know like comment you know
3: and like having more art there too right? <laughs>
0: like you're talking about i mean
3: like i think public art's a great way to show diversity in different places and changing it Definitely. and that kind of thing um yeah uh one last thing i want to i want to talk about that's like a little bit different but i like to bring up the idea of like the right to the city like in terms of like political rights basically oh, okay. um the right to public spaces like who's allowed to be there who's not what public even means um because generally when we say public like i think most people think that means it's owned by the public in terms of being owned by the government, taxpayers. Yeah, so taxpayers. it's like it's, like it's
0: owned by the city, you know, yeah. like we, like that is our public space we can do. Exactly. No, whatever. Yeah, but at the same
3: time, there are lots and lots of laws that limit people's freedoms in those parks. That is true, you know, because... Or even their ability to access those parks.
0: Right, especially, you know, like people will smoke at the park, you know, like, you know, shoot up drugs and all that, you know. So people do that at the park, you know, not only will they like, you know, like walk around, walk their dog, exercise, play basketball and all that, there are like certain like you know, are no there are limits, you know, it's like you can you know, walk your dog for a certain hour, you know. This is like a smoke free park. So there are like certain people, like, you know, I won't be able to go to a park where like I can smoke without getting in trouble. Well well like, you can go somewhere else, but like this part, you know, it's smoke free. So there definitely are a lot of limitations, especially. But it doesn't stop people, you know, at night because, you know, the cops aren't right. around, like, around certain areas. So it's just like, you know what, I know the cops don't come around at night. You know, I'll just, I'll smoke at a park, you know, and, like, not a lot of people are here. But it's like, why do that, you know? Why are you going to wait, you know, until night just to enjoy the park, you know, and just, like, to, like enjoy it now, you know, and just, like, you know, like, you, know, if you don't need not to smoke. I mean, you know, our people will be like, you know, we can't quit and all that. But at least you can take, like, at least, like, one day or even, like, a few minutes just to, like walk around the park, go back home, you can go back to doing what you're doing. Well, I think that gets into a
3: very, like, important part of the idea of public spaces, and... I don't know what the right answer is here, but as soon as you start limiting people's freedoms in, in these parks, like whether it's smoking or, or sometimes it's speech, sometimes it's gathering in, you in know, large is, groups. But like, as soon as you start limiting those freedoms, then you're prioritizing one person's freedom over th- another person's freedom. Right. You're, you're prioritizing, for example, like my ability to feel like comfortable or safe in this park over um, maybe like a homeless person's ability to just like be in that park or to like, you know, whatever like to like like exist in that space and i think that's like an important question that we don't we don't think about we don't talk about um as much as we probably should like in terms of these things being public where where where's the line and how do we decide like what behavior is okay and and why and like whose freedoms are more important
0: and i'm glad you brought this up because like i'm glad i never really heard this conversation before so this is definitely like like something new for me but if i have to add on i mean it's hard because you know with parks and everything, you know, even though it is public, they offer limitations. But at the same time, it's just, I feel like those limitations are gonna like keep people away from like getting out, like you know, keep people away from like you know, like enjoying this park.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's just like you know, I want to be able to do this. But, you know, it's like maybe I'll just go to a different, like another park or something. But it's just like, you know, it's gonna be the same thing. But I don't want people to feel as though, okay, this park has limitations. You know, I'm not gonna come here anymore. Or, if it's, if it's going to be like this for every park, then I'm, I'm not going to go out at all. Yeah. You know, that's just going to, like, it's going to keep you away from exploring, like, you know, like different parks or newer areas, mm-hmm. you know. The fact that they're limiting you this, you this, know, it's just like, it's going to limit your chance of being able to, like, see the city for yourself, you know, and so it's, uh, it's going to be hard. Exactly. And I think when you brought up,
3: uh, like a couple minutes ago about the idea of like, well, if someone's smoking in this park and somebody else doesn't want them to smoke or the law says they can't smoke there, well, they can just go home. And I think that is an important point that a lot of people don't think about as much is that, well, some people can't just go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in, in, in effect there's a, a large number of people that don't, you know, the idea of a third space isn't even a reasonable thing to talk about because they might not have a home, they might not have a job, and so this third space could be their first or second space right. that they are able to be themselves or express themselves or do things they can't do in other places. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, like, the answers to these questions. It's hard but... because
0: it, it, I'm really glad you brought this up because, you know, now you got me, now you got really got me thinking and it's just, I don't know, I don't really know what to say. I feel like, you know, but it's sad, though, because some of the homeless in areas is like, you know, you have homeless people, you know, some lives, some sleep at the park. You know, there was even one that um, sleeps behind this, like, grocery store in front of this Chinese restaurant every day. Every day, he's always there, and he's just like, he'll turn around different areas of, like, that same street, you know, asking for change and sometimes. He even had, like, a bed set up for him, you know, He was just like, you know what? Because not only, like, he can't leave, but it's just like, you know, I've this is all I've known. Like, yeah. this is my home, you know? I'll, like, I'll I'll sleep here in the wintertime. I'll sleep here when it's sunny and hot. You know, I, I have nowhere else to go. So yeah. so this is my spot. You know, I'm not going to let, you know, people, like, tell me what to do. I'm not going to let the cops, you know, push me out of my spot. Like, you know, this is all they know. This is my home. Yeah. And if I leave that home, then it's going to be gone. Yeah. And and that's the worst part, you know. Like, when the homeless people are just acclimated to, like, certain areas, certain spots around the city, and it's just like, you know, what happened to this? It's clean. It's gone. You know, it's just like. No, where am I supposed to go now? Mm-hmm.
3: Um, just in terms of like space use, I know you haven't thought about this a lot because you said this like sort of this conversation is is more new to you. But do you think there is any way to design public spaces, um, whether that's like their physical makeup or also the rules and policies that are you know behind the scenes? Are there ways to design public spaces to make them more accessible to everybody, but also keep people feeling safe?
0: As of now, I don't think we can just because what's going on right now in the world and how people like see things and all that. It, it's just gonna be hard, you know, trying to develop this like public space to everyone to use, you know, for like everybody. No rules intended whatsoever. So it's definitely gonna be a hard thing to do, but within yeah. time, it, it, it's possible.
3: I think that's an important point to bring up, like the state of the world <laughs> at the moment. Like, because truly, I think that. It's not the only reason, but, no, but a a large part of why bigotry and divisiveness have become like these household words that
0: everyone's using and talking right. about in and a and very you like saying like oh I'm PC you know so I hear that shit I'm gonna come at you real quick like yeah I mean like you, yeah, you say like illegal immigrant no no it's undocumented immigrant you know it's just. You, you well, I think there are important times to, like, use
3: better language than other times, but I guess what I was trying to bring up more was sort of, like, what, why this has become such an important and, like, divisive point, like, talking about um, people's different wants pitted against each other, um, maybe it's because, like, maybe it's a result of of not having more unifying public spaces right. uh, or like maybe they don't have to be public spaces but spaces where people can have their ideas challenged and challenged back and come to some sort of like conclusion that like makes everybody somewhat happy um, like you're talking about with like designing a park or whatever um, and maybe that's what we actually need more of like opportunities for conversation and for building towards like a better future for um, a space or a community or whatever and I think the way that some groups are starting to work with public spaces usually Nonprofits, right. but sometimes governments working with nonprofits, um, and sometimes just governments as well, is they're starting to see it more from like a grassroots, bottom up approach, which I think is extremely important. And how you oh, like yeah, design yeah. and and create a space for people to use who who want to use it, right? Because you can't expect a group of people to want to use a space that's been designed by forces that they have no control over True. or have no power over or like don't understand or don't you know like vibe with like to any extent and so a lot of organizations and governments have started doing more like community designed spaces like redesigning spaces around the idea that like that is that community space but it's still it's still public so like a neighborhood like we're in with spruce hill is that what it's called like, the, where, like this area yeah yeah yeah. yeah you know.
0: we're in like spruce hill is there a park in spruce hill I mean, the closest park there is, you know, is you know Clark Park, and okay. then you know you got your skate park too, you know. But.
3: Cool. Yeah. So like in those those parks, people, governments, or nonprofits have started like redesigning these spaces around the idea mm. that it's like it's like a community forum driven project where you have like you'd get people who'd be interested in or who live in that area to come together and decide what they want it to look like and what they they want to be elements of it that are important. Sure. And that results in a space that people feel ownership over and people feel some kind of, like, strong connection to and then want to use it more and care about it more and, like, you know, you take care of it more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which creates a safer and more fun environment for everyone that enjoys it. I think that's a really impar- important part of the process. Oh, yeah, um, so. But it, it makes it more difficult, right? Like, right. It, but it's... it's there's Doing, there's a lot of like reversal going on Mm -hmm. in the um like approach to urban planning and city planning within city governments, not everywhere, but in terms of like at least the the theory behind it, Mm -hmm. for a very, very long time, um, and still in a lot of places, it has been a very extremely top down approach. You go in with the idea of this is what perfect communities look like. And I have created this theory usually as like a white dude from Europe or the United States. Like I have created this theory about like the perfect community with like this garden park in the middle or whatever. And so there's been all these theories and and understandings of what these communities would look like. And the then strategy of urban planners has been to try to create them. Like what can we do to change this community enough to make it look like this ideal? To make Um, it look
0: representable. Like what can we do to make these people want to come to us?
3: Yeah, totally. Which in theory sounds nice, but it doesn't work work no. um <laughs> like because you're you're transforming a community um or with like an ideal in mind that isn't something that ever happens it's not realistic and and yeah and so what's changing a lot and what i hope will change more is coming more from the bottom up like giving people stop being gatekeepers to the government Stop right, that, right? and start providing opportunities for people to get involved in that creation process um yeah but it's it's difficult because democracies difficult and it Mm -hmm. takes a lot of time and effort to get people's interests included. Um, But I think without going through that difficult process, you're not going to find a solution that works. Um, Yeah. And also it's like an ever growing, space like these spaces shouldn't be stagnant either Mm -hmm. it should be like opportunities for like local art presentation that Mm -hmm. like change and business presentation that that change over you know different seasons or different whatever farmers markets things that are like event spaces you know events are huge to creating public spaces that are interesting and and fun and like that people want to go to and I think this change and this like opportunity and openness from the community standpoint and the government standpoint about that change mm. and about you know how this space is going to represent the community and be a safe place for the community and be like almost like a showcase opportunity for the community and what they do and what they care about is a really important part of the process right. yeah um but getting there i don't know how do we get there <laughs> right <laughs> you know,
0: it, it, no it is as i say it takes a village it takes a village and a group of people who want change
1: Yeah, I thought you guys had some uh, really interesting things to say, especially about um, where you draw the line in terms of what's allowed in a public space and how that is kind of inherently could end up prioritizing someone's expression or freedoms over someone else's with every rule that you make. I thought that was a really interesting question. Have you had any time to think
3: about that more since the interview? Yeah, I totally agree that that's a fascinating topic. It's actually something I think about a lot. Um The only real conclusions I've come to, though, is that it's important that people are aware of this contradiction of freedoms. Uh, While it makes sense that certain behaviors or actions should be limited uh, for safety, for comfort or for sanitation reasons, there's a ton of nuance and injustice in some of the policies and rules that govern our public spaces. So it's good to be aware of the results of some of those policies that may be designed to make you feel more comfortable um, because some of those policies may be prohibiting others from even having a place to exist in um, while you're just walking through the park, for example.
1: Yeah, that's a really, really tough uh, tough situation to, to be in in terms of being a public, public planner or in terms of trying to design a public space for everybody that's a part of that community because everyone has different interests and everyone has different values about what they want out of that.
3: Um, did you d- discuss anything like that in the second interview? Yeah, we did. Um, I think the second interview really gets to more of the meat of that topic. And we go in a little bit more depth with that, talking about what public actually means and you know what kind of definitions and dimensions surround public spaces and who's allowed to use them. We'll be right back after this.
1: do you have needs? I sure do. Do you want those needs fulfilled in a fast and efficient way? That's the only way I want them fulfilled. Well, then you have to try Shoe Apron. Shoe Apron? What's that? Inspired by mid-century modern and Scandinavian simplicity, Shoe Apron is a direct-to-consumer company that gives you everything you need to make work happen in one place,
3: right to your door. And Shoe Apron has your back. With their 24-7 award-winning customer service, it's simple, looks great, and does everything you want it to do, and you can save 192 hours per year by using shoe apron
1: to sign up now and receive 15% off your first order visit www.shoeapron.com/s2p
3: shoe apron will get you there after speaking with Jason i got the opportunity to meet Marissa in the Masters of International Educational Development program at the University of Pennsylvania. While Jason gave us some awesome personal experience with public spaces in Philly, Marissa brought us a whole new perspective. Bringing her academic experience in sociology and her unique position as a student in Philadelphia, we quickly fell into a fantastic discussion. Here's Marissa. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Marissa uh, you Miller say,
3: yeah whatever you want um, where were you born Marissa
2: Kansas City Missouri,
3: Kansas city, Missouri. Um, how old are you
2: 24
3: 24 how long have you lived in this city in Philadelphia
2: about a month now about a
3: month mm-hmm. okay wow and what are you studying
2: international educational development I'm getting oh, my masters
3: really cool nice how does the city itself not just the campus but the city like make you feel as like a space around you yeah
2: um I think it's like exciting. Okay. Um, I come. Fr- I live in Kansas City normally, um, but I was doing my undergraduate in Utah, which is okay. like very different than Philadelphia. Yeah. Like it was very nature. I was on the side of a mountain. Like we were always hiking and like doing fun stuff like that. So coming to Philadelphia was a definite juxtaposition. But I enjoy like I really enjoy public transportation, and so I love cool. taking like the train yeah. or the subway. And I love going into the city and just seeing so many different ethnicities represented in whether that be like food or just random languages you hear on the street. Yeah. Um, I think that's especially true here on campus but also downtown you can get like anything you want basically. And So I think that's really, it's like an exciting atmosphere and it's also cool that it's so rich with U.S. history Yeah. and so it kind of has this cool like, I don't know if colonial is the right word, but it has this cool like feel yeah. to like vibe that you're in a really cool city and so yeah. everything's like new and modern but you also have an old touch Mm of, like, a historically rich city. Yeah,
3: it's, like, one of the most important historical cities in the whole country. Yeah, that's cool. Um, And going, like, one step further, how do the public spaces in the city make you feel? Like, parks, streets, public transportation, that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they're different. Like, parks feel very serene and kind of like even if you're downtown you're in a park like it feels you're connected with nature Mm -hmm. um whereas like subway you're definitely not feeling that it's more of just like people and i like that i like being around people especially people that are different from me Mm -hmm. Um, and so like i guess everything has like a friendly open vibe to it generally speaking.
3: Do you think that, just going off what you were saying, do you think that the public spaces in the city are like very accommodating and like supportive in, you know, your your process or or desire to want to meet some people and see like diversity and interact with?
2: Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, always it comes from you and like if you want to shut off from everyone, you can just put in your headphones and like do that. Sure. Um, But I mean like, taking public transportation just for example like you're kind of forced into each other's spaces yeah and so i mean i've had good and bad experiences or like talking with people um some days i want to some days i don't but it definitely creates an atmosphere that it's there and it can happen uh so i guess what do you think yeah
3: yeah what do you think is the value for yourself and having those spaces where you can do that where if you want to you can choose to interact with people you wouldn't normally interact
2: with I think it's valuable as a human being Mm -hmm. to, like, understand where people are coming from. Um, Especially, I don't know, I think coming here to Penn is an isolated case, and that Penn is, like, very prestigious, and, like, students that come here, I mean, for the most part, are different than the demographic of the city. Yeah. Um, So you're looking at more resources, like, probably higher income, Mm -hmm. the family background, Um, And so having spaces where you can interact with other people, especially those who live downtown or people who are struggling to make ends meet, like, that's really valuable and it humanizes, I think, what you're studying, it humanizes you as a person and, like, understanding other people's trials, tribulations, or, like, successes and just kind of, like, getting that atmosphere that everyone is not the same as you, I think is reflective and, like, helps improve overall human I completely agree. (laughs) That's
3: a big part of why I'm doing this project, talking yeah. to people about how they feel. Um, going around, I really want to talk to people about like what sort of turns spaces into places for them, first of all. So, just to reiterate, spaces are just the literal space between two different things, or two different areas. While places exist of space that is filled with meaning by human experiences. So because each and every person has different experiences, places can hold very different meanings from person to person, even if they're about the same literal space in the world.
2: (laughs) ¶¶
3: and then also like going a step further, how they feel like they can take up space like with their identity or whatever like in those places like sort of mm-hmm. like how places make them feel, yeah. um, and a lot of it has to do with like your personal identity and everything like that. So given that sort of introduction, I don't know. Just if you have any thoughts on the top of your head to respond to that.
2: Yeah. Um... Well, I graduated. My undergraduate was in sociology, mm-hmm. so I did a lot of studying with like fun. race and space yeah. and place, yeah. or like income inequality mm-hmm. and how that plays out in space. Um, so that's kind of what I was thinking of. Um, and so I think your ideal, your idea of space and place, really depend on who you are and like your identity, kind sure. of like what you were saying. 100%. So like, I'm thinking in the south and like. I've recently reread one of my favorite books. It's called Just Mercy by Bryan uh, Stevenson. Okay,
3: I've heard of this book. I haven't read it okay. yet. So it's yeah. like,
2: it talks about, it's just like the unjustness of the justice system. But like, right. I'm thinking of areas in the South where like lynchings occurred because he just opened up a big museum yeah. about lynching. And so like that, I could maybe walk past that and just be ignorant mm. to what's happening. And I wouldn't know. And that space would be no place for me. But like someone who... An african-american individual who is knows i don't know who's like informed about what's going on like yeah. that place takes on a much different meaning for them and so i think that's true and that's just one example but i mean anything your religion your sexual orientation like your ethnicity that affects so much of what you determine a place is yeah
3: and do you think that people and especially people of more privilege think about these concepts and how they affect other people very often?
2: I don't think that they think about it often. Um, I, I think, even going through, I feel like I came from a very privileged background, and so going through and studying sociology, like, I just, my mind's been blown with how much place matters for individuals, because it's never really mattered for me. I've always felt this, like, entitlement to anywhere that I am, like, this place that I take up, this space that I'm in, like, I just feel... Like, I own it, and, like, I can do whatever I want to a certain extent, whereas I feel like that's not true for all individuals.
3: Yeah, 100%. I think that's really, um, that's really important. Uh, do you think there are ways to facilitate people of privilege or a lot of more people to start thinking about that sort of thing?
2: Um, yeah, I think, I mean, education, public Mm -hmm. platforms,
3: um, What do you mean by when you say public platforms?
2: Well, like... Social media is a big thing, okay. um, and f- just like putting information out there that makes people that challenges the status quo of what people think, mm-hmm. um, and seeing it firsthand, whether that's like through pictures on Instagram. I think Facebook is a dangerous place because yeah. it has become such a confrontational type of area. I prefer Instagram because it's like pictures Dang. and done, and like <laughs> you can have the caption or like whatever. But a powerful image is a powerful image, no yeah. matter what you say about it. Um, so I think. I don't know just sharing that and like empowering individuals to feel entitled to share their stories so I mean individuals who wouldn't normally feel that yeah Um, and so I think education has a lot to do with that as well and creating open dialogues in the classroom yeah Um, and I think that's something that I really value in the program I'm doing here is there I mean it's 80% international students so I'm thinking on a global scale but that's a lot Right so yeah. I can be speaking with a girl who's from Pakistan and like her understanding of things that I think about is totally different yeah. than mine. And so just like creating that open space and that open dialogue where I don't know taking contention kind of out of it and just having I don't know an yeah. open discourse. Yeah.
3: Is and useful. I think I think it's interesting, not to like really push back, but I think it's interesting that you mentioned like social media as like a public platform because it's like really not public. Um, It's like a private platform. And so I think that's another reason why I wanted to start talking to people about this kind of stuff because I think it's really important to realize and to like understand what spaces are public and what that means too. Well, I
2: think it's public to an extent. I mean, you can make it public. And I think Twitter is probably the best example of a public social media platform yeah it kind of depends
3: on your definitions yeah. i think what i'm mostly going forward is like in terms of it being like owned and like people having the right to it by the by the people which yeah. like it's really not like they they it's a privately or like maybe it's publicly like traded but it's more or less a privately owned um yeah. institution that has like a public um presence or has, like, a push for as much, like, publicness as possible, um, but Facebook and Instagram d- get to decide if they see something they don't like, they can take it off at any point.
2: I guess that's true, but, I mean, you could make yeah. that same argument to the institution of the University of Pennsylvania. Exactly,
3: yeah, it's the same and thing, but So it's but like, the diff- is anything oh, really
2: a public space?
3: Government-owned spaces is sort of, like, which is theoretically supposed to be owned by the people and, like, yeah. instituted and directed by elected officials, right? Um, so that's, like, yeah. when I talk about public spaces and the importance of them. Um, I think that's another thing that, that people don't really realize or don't like yeah. think about a lot. Um, why literal physical public spaces in cities or in any places are, are really important as a platform for education and for like yeah. free speech um, too. But like Well that's
2: interesting that you say government pla- or government entities because that's something okay. that not a lot of people have okay. access to.
3: You mean like becoming a government official?
2: I mean any like I'm trying to think of a government place where it's public and open, and people can go there and have a discourse. Oh,
3: like a park, is what I mean.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: Or like the streets. Yeah. Um, like sidewalks, streets, yeah. parks, monuments. Sometimes I think okay. it's kind of dicey, yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, mostly like parks and I don't know, like Smithsonian type. Yeah. Things, museums, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But then or the I mall. think of that as well. I mean, I'm just kind of like pushing back on you, because like, I mean, what. That's such a m- micro of interaction. What do you like mean? Like you go to a park, or like say protests, like you mm. protest at a monument. The people that are going to know about that if you exclude any other sort of media yeah. is like nothing no one.
3: No, I think that's really important. I'm not I'm not saying we should like exclude media. so social media is super important yeah. and is important, but um, just the idea of like what is different between social media and something that is supposed to be like purely public yeah. and like open to free speech, um, and completely constrained by that because it is a government entity is yeah. like inter- it's like good to to distinguish those two um, because like the government's not it's supposed to protect your right to free speech to those places but they can't do that as well they can through legal action or whatever but like in a private space such as the university or like a book, like people who own that can just say like we don't want that here and somebody could yeah. sue them um, but it's not like the government really has control over yeah. it in the same way yeah some of the things I've been thinking about recently just my own opinions is thinking about who has what rights to public spaces as like people who live here that are the public yeah. um, and you can think about it like a lot of public spaces don't allow loitering or like um, sleeping like homeless people to some extent or like even like public urination or things like yeah. that um, and for people that don't have homes or don't have office places or whatever to do those things and um, it becomes a, a weird like conflict between whose right is more important? Is it more yeah. important this person has a right to go anywhere to sleep, or is it more important that I have a right to not see them sleep in this place? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so, like, that's the next level that I'm sort of, I was like thinking of more recently is how do you design public spaces that are supportive and helpful to both those rights at the same time?
2: Yeah. Um but I kind of disagree in that I feel like we shouldn't be focusing on how to create public spaces that, like, allow everyone to thrive. And we should be focusing our efforts on, like, solving the issue of homelessness. Yeah. And, like, solving... If you have an issue with public urination, like, do you have access to public bathrooms sure. for everyone?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, that would and be so a part of, like... And that was a little... Maybe it wasn't, like, clarifying enough, mm-hmm. but, like, that would be a part of... Yeah. doing it like solving if you if you have a problem with public urination be providing public bathrooms right. which would be like redesigning public space yeah. to an extent okay. so i'm taking so, it really yeah. broadly and again like i think <laughs> we should we should <laughs> we should definitely try to uh destroy the root causes yeah. of these of these problems that's so so important um yeah, but like, a no lot. one wants
2: to go to a park where it smells like pee and like yeah there's just like like, right, no one right, wants that. Right. so, like, that's not an occupiable public space. Right,
3: exactly, and exactly. should be like,
2: oh, yeah, they can do whatever they want.
3: But it right. becomes an issue a lot of the times of, like... Um, I wasn't saying we should just, like, <laughs> let them pee everywhere. Um, but, like, it becomes an issue of there are no public bathrooms. Yeah. These people don't have homes. You're criminali- criminalizing them for being here and for using this space to pee. And you're not providing any sort of public support or any sort of, like, means of um, upward mobility for them to get a different lifestyle. And so then their options are... I can't they can't exist anywhere yeah. they can't do the basic human functions that they need to do anywhere And I think that's really interesting um, in like a like negative scary way, but like yeah. interesting still um, And I just sort of like want to see people have to say about that.
2: Kind yeah, of stuff. No, um, I totally get that. I'm w- wondering though like Public versus private um, Approaches to solving that issue. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of like NGOs or private sector companies that work to I mean, we're kind of stuck on homelessness, but like the work towards alleviating the impact of homelessness in a community, whether that be like providing housing or job opportunities like X, Y, or Z. And so often that doesn't come from public
3: yeah yeah totally. entities
2: because no one wants to pay for it. I mean, no one wants to pay taxes, which is like... A huge issue yeah. that people have a big issue paying for taxes for people that are going to mooch off the system. Like, right. I don't want to pay for someone's housing, I want to pay for my own housing. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel like taxation and like the public perception of where your money is going um, is a huge issue. Yeah. It's like public perception of social safety nets is, I feel like, at an all time yeah. low. Yeah. And so,
3: and it's also an issue. Why is that? I think it's mostly because of like advertising from elected officials and from corporations Um, i think it's
2: also like the shift in the economy of the u.s i think 50 years ago you pull yourself up by the bootstraps was a lot easier Um, Mm -hmm. and i think our economy has changed in such a way that you can't really thrive or get a good job off a high school diploma anymore yeah and like so my parents generation and maybe your parents generation is very much like oh i worked hard despite coming from a difficult background, and I found success. And so like, your generation can too. Whereas that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily the case today.
3: I think it is like, there's two parts to that. I think at at the core, you're pretty much right. And a lot of that had to do with like, the economic boom as a result of World War II, um, and like how much that did for our economy. But both of our parents, this is me assuming, but just based on what you said, like are like white people um, that came from like, relative-ish privilege I mean my, my dad's parents were like farmers but um, like relative-ish privilege and I think it's more of a, a question of like equality and, and um Opportunity distribution, um, and so 50 years ago, for a lot of like white wealthy people, now wealthy people who were sort of like in charge of these like platforms of, of yeah. narration um, to the world, like that was very true for them. They had a lot more economic opportunity um, than yeah. they have now. They didn't need to get more than a high school diploma no, or like you. basic college, whereas now that's more available to more people. And so we still have the same people in charge. So they still like throw yeah. this this idea out there. That's how it works. But now it's more of a case of like. Well, well yeah like if, if everyone's coming up then some like somebody's got to come down but at the same time our income inequality is continuing to grow at like the craziest rate it ever has and so it's just like
2: yeah well, it's well, like a wash that's what I'm reading about right now really class. It's <laughs> so all about important social stratification yeah well, like it's true I mean the top 1% holds over 50% of our country's wealth and so it's like
3: There's now, I think it's six people in the world that hold more wealth than the bottom 50% of people in the world. Yeah, Yeah. it's insane.
2: But I think that'll, I mean like, I will scream taxes to the top of my lungs because if you look at the chart of like income distribution like in the 1914 or 13 it was really high and it's what it is today so it's made like this U. You look at taxes that was like during like
3: rockefeller or carnegie yeah. time like And so
2: then with like world the world wars hit and like everyone was really sacrificing and felt like it was a worthy cause to pay mm. high taxes to support the troops your hey guys your income inequality was at an all-time low whereas taxes were at an all-time high and so it's like this really antithesis where yeah. income inequality is going like this while taxes are going like this so you have high taxes low income inequality now you have low taxes and what are we be saying like the highest income
1: Wow. Yeah, I think especially the discussion that you and Marissa had about how uh, things like Facebook and Twitter can kind of choose which things can kind of choose which things are allowed to be presented on their websites um, is like a form of self-censorship in a way. I think that's kind of related to what we were talking about earlier about what kind of stuff you allow in public spaces, which kind of just keeps making you dive deeper into the question of what kind of things can be considered public spaces and which kind of things can be considered private. Because if you try and think about a public space as a thing that everybody can enjoy and use how they want, well, eventually you're going to run into some problems with clashes of, of interest among the community. Um, and it becomes more complicated when that kind of stuff is supposed to represent all of the public instead of being from a private institution.
3: Yeah. I think it's a really fascinating topic. Again, it's something I think about a lot, um, but it's super confusing and it has a lot of dimensions and definitions wrapped up in it that people don't necessarily agree on. Um, a quick like, if you take a quick Google search of public, we did this earlier. Let me just pull up some of the definitions we found. Like the, the first thing that comes up comes up on Google, Public is of or concerning the people as a whole, right? So that's a super generic, vague definition. Just something that has to do with all the people as a whole in an area. Um, A public space definition from Wikipedia: A public space is a space or a place that is generally open and accessible to people, um, including roads or or libraries or, or public parks or whatever. So, generally, you know, these these are pretty pretty vague definitions. Um, I think my favorite one we found was from Urban Dictionary, which it <laughs> says public is a place where you're not allowed to do certain things, but nobody tells you until after you do it, <laughs> right? Um, so I, I don't know. I think this question of like what public means and what public space is, is super confusing, but really interesting and the most important thing, like I mentioned before, is just that more people grapple with this concept in their head um, when they are in public spaces, or when they're thinking about public spaces, or especially when they're policymakers um, or hold some some power over policymaking, and they're thinking about the rules and regulations um, and examination that goes into making those policies and making those rules. Um, so, so with all that, and with the myriad of different definitions and ideas about what public and public spaces mean maybe public then isn't really the best language to use when talking about these spaces and phenomena, because if all spaces are going to have rules and restrictions, whether they're private or public, um, on their access in some way, maybe what it comes down to is just how democratically those rules are created. Or if the power to create, justify, and examine those rules is spread out well for the public, or in other words, is it democratic like that power? Um, I think we're going to touch further on these these issues and these questions in future episodes, but for now, I think I'll just leave us with that nugget to chew on. And we would really love to hear what y'all, our audience, has to say about these questions and concepts. You can get in touch with us via project at gmail.com. That's space.to.place.project at gmail.com with any ideas or questions clarifications, suggestions, critiques, concerns, whatever. Um, And if we get anything that we're really interested in talking about or sharing with y'all, we'll read it out on the next episode and try to discuss it further.
1: Well, that's it for our first full episode of Space to Place. You can continue listening on SoundCloud, or our podcast is now available on iTunes and many of the podcast apps that are out there. If it's not on your favorite podcast app, let us know and we'll
3: try to fix that. Please subscribe on your app of choice to keep updated with our latest episodes and please visit our GoFundMe at www.gofundme.com space 2 dash place where we're raising money for an awesome nonprofit, RAICES, that's R-A-I-C-E-S in all caps, that is fighting for immigrants' rights to space and place. You can read more all about it there. And lastly, we just want to thank Marissa and Jason so much for their interviews. This would not have been possible without you both. Thanks again.